We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here, back for another episode here, guys. And we wanted to talk Matt Ryan. Um, we haven't really been able to just sit down and talk about the impact of Matt Ryan. So I figured we could do that. We did a video about this time last year talking about Carson Wentz. That video talking about how does Carson Wentz help change this Colts offense from where it was you know, the season prior. And so we're going to do the same kind of video here regarding Matt Ryan, because obviously the Colts every year for some reason have to have a new quarterback. So here we are again, making another video, talking about how does Matt Ryan change this Colts offense from where it was last year. So Derek, in your opinion, what do you think are the biggest differences from what Carson Wentz was for the Colts last year to what Matt Ryan is going to bring for the Colts this year? Let's just dive right into it here. All right, I had a few different things, and we'll break down each one if you wanted to do that. Uh, the number one, one of the few things, I'm in no particular order. I just wrote this down just off the top of my head. One, Matt Ryan's a better pocket passer. You know, inside the pocket, Matt Ryan controls the pocket and controls his understanding of it better than what Carson Wentz did. And, you know, I mean, we saw that towards the end of the season, uh, Carson Wentz, you know, having that issue. Uh, number two that I had was making the smart play. That's a very easy one. We've been talking about it nonstop since we signed him. Uh, number three, reading defenses better. I think that's another thing that we can talk about. And holding accountability is the fourth one. When it comes to the pocket passer thing, there was a lot of times last year, especially towards the end of the season, when Carson Wentz spent a lot of time just avoiding the pocket or evading the pocket for for part of that reason being the fact that the offensive line was not doing very great at the end of the season because of just how many injuries there were. A lot of times Carson Wentz was getting pressured very quickly, but Carson Wentz also didn't make that easy on himself. He also did hold on to the football a little longer than what we would have liked towards the end of the season. And, you know, his pocket awareness you know, just uh, feeling pressure and ev evading it is so important when it comes to uh, elite quarterback play. You know, some of the best quarterbacks in NFL history were able to move throughout the pocket and very rarely ever had to escape it, to be honest. And 
you know, Matt Ryan has those tendencies sometimes to evade the pocket, but most of the time, unless he absolutely feels like he has to, he's staying in that pocket to make that smart pass. And I've watched a lot of uh, film breakdown, especially of uh, Lawrence Owen breaking down the film on Matt Ryan. And there's just so many times when I've seen Matt Ryan take a hit on the chin and still deliver a beautiful throw in the pocket, even though knowing he's going to get hit, still stays in that pocket and makes sure to make that accurate throw. And I just think that's something that can't be um, underestimated when it comes to Matt Ryan, because again, like we saw, Carson Wentz got, you know, a lot of times turned into like what Sam Darnold was for the Jets. Like, what was it back in like 2019 when he was like saying, I'm seeing ghosts or whatever. And I felt like that was Carson Wentz a lot of times this last year where, you know, he just felt like something was there when it really wasn't. And then he would just like lose the ability to stay focused on where he needed to go. And I think that's one thing that just can't be underestimated when it comes to Matt Ryan being able to sit in the pocket and understand that, you know, you have to stay focused on your reads going down versus just evading and trying to run. Yeah. And, and, and hear me out. Like, I thought that was definitely something that the Colts will miss with Carson Wentz is his ability to use his legs, right? How many times last year did you see that when Carson Wentz was in trouble, he would, you know, evade that pressure. He would scramble for first down like that stuff, I think can be valuable, but not when it's at the detriment of your, your play, right? If there's a play to be made, you need to stay in that pocket and make that throw. And sometimes Carson would bail too early, I think, um, and create pressure for himself. So, I mean, it's no coincidence, I don't think, that the Colts went from one of the better offensive lines in terms of pressure. I know there were some injuries we talked about as well, but they were really good a season prior, you know, in terms of pass protection and all those things. And no Philip Rivers as well, who was right. a stationary quarterback at yeah. the finest. Yes, exactly. But, like, they went from one of the best to one of the worst. People are like, what happened? And, like, obviously you can point to some injuries, got to point to the quarterback too. I mean, Carson Wentz creates some pressure, sometimes unnecessary pressure for himself when he's scrambling out of the pocket. If he just stayed in the pocket and made the throw, you know, he could get, he, I think he almost puts himself in situations he shouldn't be in if he could just stay in the pocket like a Matt Ryan would and things of that nature. So I think you're absolutely right um, in the fact that Matt Ryan, I mean, there's a reason he's called Matty Ice. He's cool under the pressure, right? He'll take the hit. He'll deliver those those you know important passes that you need from your starting quarterback. Obviously, he can't scramble as much. He certainly can scramble more than Philip Rivers could, but not to the Carson Wentz level. But you know, I think I would take a quarterback that's willing to stay in the pocket. I mean, heck, you think of some of the better quarterbacks in the league, you know, over the decades and stuff, like the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's, those guys. You know, even Philip Rivers, like those guys weren't mobile. They didn't. Ever. They weren't like the runners. Uh, yeah. But and, one, and what, Matt what Ryan do? too, like he's not immobile. I mean, that's right. the weird misconception is that people think that Matt Ryan's immobile just because he's 36, about to be 37. Like, he can still move. I mean, there were a bunch of times last season when he ran for first downs with the yes. with the Falcons. He ran for first downs sometimes. So, like, this is a guy that you feel confident in being able to play in the play action, you know, being able to roll out of the pocket if he needed to because he can still do that. Again. Is he is he an escape artist like Carson Wentz was? Probably not. Carson Wentz is a lot bigger and a lot stronger than Matt Ryan was, and still younger. But nevertheless, yeah, he, he still can still move right. for that. The pocket presence is so much better, so oh, yeah. much better. It's night and day. It's night and day. All right, let's go to your next point here. 
Yeah, so, I mean, one thing you can stay on top of, and I kind of mentioned it already, and that was reading defenses better. You know, staying in the pocket, I think, is another thing that, you know, that's one of the main things that people just have going on notice. This is one thing I know Colts Twitter will absolutely love listening to, and that's reading a defense better. Because I think we all agree that towards the end of the season, I mean, Carson Wentz was was atrocious at reading a defense. You know, and this will come into a point that we will say here in a few minutes about making the smart play. You know, just reading the defense and understanding that if there's nothing, at, if there's nothing down the field, just make, just dump it. You know, there's no point in trying to throw a pass into double coverage when it's when it's just not there. You know, even when you have your stud tight ends, it's just not, it's just not something that you can do. And you know, being able to quickly dissect a defense is good too, because Philip Rivers made a living of that. You know, when he when it came to trying to find Naheem Hines, there were a lot of times Philip Rivers ran through his reads so fast, like he didn't see anyone. Naheem Hines in less than two and a half seconds. I mean, it was that yeah. quick. I mean, sometimes it was two seconds where it was just like, I'm gonna stare this down and then bam. Like it, it's being able to do that. You know, understanding how the defense reads pre-snap and also when it comes to the blitzing. I think that was another thing that was the problem with Carson Wentz towards the end of the season was that he was not able to read a lot of defenses when they were blitzing. And when they brought those blitz packages on the Colts offensive line that, again, at that time was injured a lot, Carson Wentz didn't set them up for success, didn't audible out, didn't call timeouts to make sure Frank Reich and him were on the same page trying to understand that, you know, all those kinds of things that again, go unnoticed. I think it's, I think Matty ice is again, very understanding of where defenses are lining up, what blitz packages might come. And that in turn will help your offensive line when you can understand when somebody's bringing blitzes versus when you don't, and then you're going to get pressure. Yeah, exactly. And there's got to be a level of trust there too, right, with your quarterback. And it was very obvious with how little the Colts used Carson Wentz down the stretch. They did not trust him to throw the football. They did not trust him to go and win them games, right? They just did it. Like, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? And they did not trust him at times. Like, it just it really showed. So all that to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, his ability to read defenses, his ability to, you know, get guys involved as well. Like, you know, get not just one guy involved, but multiple guys involved and to you know be able to live to fight another down, right? That's something that Carson Wentz has always kind of had an issue with is he tries to make that big play, right? And and also on a personal level for my heart and all Colts Nation's heart rate, like we're not going to have to freak out every every play wondering what the heck's going to happen. I mean, I texted you the other day, Derek. It was funny. I was like, I don't know how my heart handled Eric Fisher and Carson Wentz on the same team on the same offense. (laughs) It was a stressful year. That's for sure. It was bad, man. It was bad. You're right. Heart rate was bad. Probably taking an extra two years off my life. Anyway, I already got heart (laughs) issues. Carson Wentz has made it worse. Um, And then like this goes all the way back to the same thing, making the smart play. Right. I mean, it's, I don't, I know that, from where Naheem Hines was in 2020 to where he was in 2021, it was a massive drop-off. Massive drop-off. And, like, I just, I, I know Frank Reich definitely has some blame for that because, you know, he didn't, you know, utilize him in a lot of good ways. 
But at the same time, it also came down to Carson Wentz. You know, Carson Wentz not being able to make those simple throws or to Jonathan Taylor for that matter. We we bring it up all the time. That Tennessee game, that second Tennessee game, Jonathan Taylor does that little hitch route right there in the middle of the field. Just a, a delayed hitch screen just right there in the middle. He doesn't have anyone within a 10-yard distance in front of him. He's got 15 straight yards. Easy. And it's a first down. You're almost at midfield. You just need another 20 yards, and your field goal kicker is going to make it. You're going to have a chance to win. And then, sure enough, throws an interception into double coverage for no reason whatsoever. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of thing that, you know, I, I expect Matty Ice to kind of pick up on. You know, and Ballard and Reich have been saying it all offseason. Make the layups. Make the layups. It's that kind of thing. That's why Matty Ice stays in the league for so dang long. And even last year, he was doing that with the Falcons. And again, their running backs are nothing compared to what the Colts have now. Nothing. They, he's How comfortable is Matty Ice going to be knowing he can throw just a, a simple out route or fade out to his running back and just say, go get me five yards. Just go get me five yards, six yards. I don't care. Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Mines can do it in one way or the other. Either way, that's that's got to be such a reassuring thing for Matty Ice to know that if I don't have something downfield, I can dump it to these running backs, and most likely they'll make a play. If it's Jonathan Taylor, it doesn't matter if there's a defensive back right in front of him at the line of scrimmage. I assure you, Jonathan Taylor's getting two, three yards out of that play. Assure yep. you. And it's about living to the next play. Living and not dying by a dumb decision. Again, Matty Ice throws more picks than what Carson Wentz does. But that goes both ways. Carson Wentz is a lot more conservative at times. So he's conservative at the wrong times. He's aggressive at the wrong times. Matty Ice is conservative at the right times and is aggressive both at wrong and good times. So I would much rather take Matty Ice's situation than Carson. Yeah, and I mean, like, and he won't miss a wide open T.Y. Hilton down the down the sideline to yeah, I know. I, win I, that Raider I, game. I remember that play, bro. I think I tried to convince myself because other people were saying that T.Y. Hilton just like stopped for some weird reason. But I think that myth is busted. Like Carson Wentz just flat out missed him. Yeah, and I don't, and I feel like Matty Ice won't do that. You know, he he's gonna find the open guys. He's gonna make those plays. Those you know, quote unquote layup plays. He's not gonna miss those nearly as often as you know Carson Wentz did. And you know, even though they're smaller plays, they matter. They matter in the course of a sixty minute game. So we have one more point to bring up, and I think it's uh, another one of the more important things. And we talked about it in a bunch of different videos already, but I think it's, again, something that needs to be brought up, and that's being accountable. You know, taking accountability for what this offense is doing, that's what a quarterback needs to do. If the quarterback or if the offense is struggling, the quarterback is the one that takes the blame. Quarterback is going to figure out ways to make sure that he's playing at an elite level and that his players are playing at an elite level, commanding that like you're a four-star general. Right. So that's what you need to be able to do. And that's what Matty Ice does. I mean, how many times I've seen a clip of, you know, like him yelling at his offensive players when they're not set in the right spot? Or like, I think there was one where he yelled at Muhammad Sanu to get effing set one time uh, when Sanu was not in the right spot. 
You know, I mean, it's it's stuff like that. I don't know if he's going to quite be that guy this year. I don't know. But, you know, that's the kind of thing I need. You need that competitive fire from your quarterback. When somebody's messing up, you got to let them know. It doesn't matter if it's in front of the team or not. If it's on live TV, you got you to gotta set them straight. And, you know, I mean, this offense with a ton of young guys, ton of inexperience at some places, you know, you're going to need to be that guy at times. And I, I think that, uh, Matt Ryan is better equipped to manage the situation with the offense than what Carson Wentz ever was. Yeah, but especially with the the you know historic collapse you had last last season in the last two weeks, I mean, I think I think that's even more of utmost importance to have guys like a Matt Ryan that's going to hold players accountable and not let the team get comfortable when they're looking good. Right in the last two weeks, like I have. I have the utmost confidence, and I think 90% of Colts Nation, if not more, would say if Matt Ryan was the Colts quarterback last year, the Colts make the playoffs 100%. Because, you know, I know, like, the team had issues. You know, there's a lot of other things. But what that speaks to your locker room, starting with the most important position in football, that cannot be understated, in my opinion. 100%. Yeah, and I think that's going to do it for uh, talking about all the positions of need for Matt Ryan and how he leads this offense differently than what a Carson Wentz led offense was. Let us know your thoughts guys on what Matt Ryan does for this offense now and what you expect for this offense going forward into the 2022 season. Thank you guys so much. And as always guys go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.